Who goes out on a Tuesday night, Johnny? Who does go out on Tuesday I mean, and I specifically mean in this town. Oh, in this town? In this town. Because you've got to understand that if you go to a bar, it's it's too quiet. But uh, the, the, the hassle of it being too quiet, which is convenient to some people, is that the cover band they have is too loud, so you can't really hear each other. When was the last time you listened to this song? <laughs> um, when I was going to see F9 The Fast Saga. And you still remember it? Deeply in my bones. <laughs> in my bones. I've listened would... to all three of Vin Diesel's great songs. Have you heard the third one? No. I, uh, I introduced you to the second you one. Heard, yes, on the, se- on, the uh, on the podcast, on the previous yeah. uh, Fast Fridays, you introduced me to the second one. Yeah. But uh, there is a third Vin Diesel song he put on Instagram. Okay. It was a It's a duet with his daughter. You're not even on Instagram and you know <laughs> Of course you do. Of course I do. It's Vin Diesel. Of course I do. Vin Diesel's a super fan. Yeah. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, let's see it on Spotify. It won't second... be on Spotify because it's not an original song. Oh, it's okay. a cover song. Okay. It's cover him and his daughter for, having a song, to, having a duet together. Oh, cute. Whilst uh, it's video, it's clips of her slow motion riding a horse or a pony. Oh. It's very much like, I love you, my daughter. Could you think of a uh, famous duet song about how much my uh, father lovely, might, lovely, lovely a father, a father might love their uh, child? Maybe from a uh, popular musical. Mm. Maybe if I sing it for you a little bit. Go on. I love it okay. when you sing it. My name is Andrew Jones and I'm a singer-file. <laughs> Are you musical mad for Vin Diesel? I'm musical mad for you. You as Vin Diesel. Uh, Theodosia, what to say to you? No. You have my eyes. Oh, you I have my brother's up. name when you cry. You shut me down, <laughs> I fall apart. And I thought I was so smart. Okay. You might get some buzzing because I'm on my phone right now looking this up. If it's looking if for the Instagram. It on, uh, Instagram, it'll be on YouTube shortly. Okay. You will come of age with our young nation. Five for you. That's to become Mr. Bean. Five for you, Daddy. Oh, dear Teddy. Oh. Oh, no. You would have thought someone would have put it on that. Um, Sometimes you'll blow us all away. How long ago did he post it? I don't know at this point. Oof. Might be a while. Dear Theodosia Vin Diesel, uh, 23rd September, September time. September time. 14th of September, 17th. I I can link you. I can link you if you want. How would you like me to link it to you? Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, it's the three minutes. Bloody hell. It's the song. I... What the fuck? <laughs> okay, I'll give it another 30 seconds. Just. <laughs> oh. Yeah, do it. A good voice. Really? 
I don't like the the image of the horse. It's very jittery. And... Yeah. Yeah. Sure yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You can imagine him closing his eyes doing that. Yeah, you can't stop it now. (laughs) It's just no, it's just non stop. When he did, when he said um, a film, a song about uh, someone loving it, loving their child, um, I, that was the first. The first thing in my head that popped up was, um, "Oh, Philip, when you smile, I am undone, my son." And, and I was like, "Well, obviously, it wouldn't be that. That's too highbrow for Vin Diesel." There's nothing highbrow to me. Oh Jesus! Well, what a way to kick off the episode. But why are we talking about Vin Diesel, Andrew? Oh, why are we talking about Vin Diesel? Because we're covering F9 The Fast... No, 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 no. no we're not covering F9 The Fast Saga. At least not now. Maybe sometime in the future. Sometime, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll have one more Fast Friday. Yeah. But uh, for now, uh, let's go back to uh, where things really began. How do you feel about Brad Bird? Um, questionable, I feel. Is he, is he one of those ones that's a bit questionable? I mean, he's a bit of a... He can be quite aggressive as a director because he's very specific in what he wants and needs and he pushes animators to their limits sometimes yeah but he's not a he's not a you know uh <laughs> he's, not Lassiter. he's not a lasser to huggy yeah yeah big big old hug boy no he ain't, <laughs> he ain't done that he ain't like okay. come here i want to fill you up and i want to wear a cars hawaiian shirt to bolt q a because cars are my favorite film i've ever made <laughs> He did, he's, uh, not, he's not a monster, Ball. is what I'm saying. He did, uh, sorry, what? Mission Possible Ghost Protocol? Oh, do you know what I just did? Go on. I initiated the Ghost Protocol, put uh-huh. a hoodie on. <laughs> um, yeah, That's he the only way that, you can do it. You which... put a hoodie on, you've initiated Ghost Protocol, and the Kremlin falls down again. Which is one of my favourite cinematic moments of all time. Uh, mainly because I think it was my first proper because you because you, you love you love Sawyer and you're really excited to watch him in a big blockbuster yes. as a key part of the franchise. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, that, that's the one Burj Khalifa, right? That is with Khalifa, yeah. with Khalifa, yeah. Um, From Dickinson, and that was my first full-on IMAX experience where I was like noticing the screen because I went to see Spider-Man Two in the IMAX, but I, I don't really remember that. Which so you went to what sorry? Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. What happens in Spider-Man 2? Is that uh, Dr. Doctopus? Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, we went to see that, and uh, but I I was very young, so I didn't remember it. How young were you in 2004? uh, I was 11 years old. Oh. Depending whether it came out. Well, no, I was 10 years old, because it would have come out before October, wouldn't it? Oh, just a little too young for me. Disappointing. <laughs> okay. Oh. What's what's not young enough for you? What's what's just young enough for you? Double digits is getting a bit close, but then you know, <laughs> when you when you finally converge in the uh, the first time you get a palindromic age, it's like yeah, yeah. Now I understand life. <laughs> I can uh, I can um, have a conversation with someone who understands life. But um, 
Yeah, uh, Mission Impossible 4, I remember being my first full-on IMAX experience. I only went so that I could see the uh, Dark Knight Rises prologue. Um, and did it? And, yeah, <laughs> it did. And, um, and I, it I did remember, again, I, I remember like, you know, paying so much just to watch the Dark Knight Rises clip, um, thinking to myself, I could have gone to see this in cinema in Luton, you know. Uh, Mission Impossible for free. This could have been a text, you said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there was that shot going over the Burj Khalifa, and I literally felt like I was going to fall down the screen, and I never felt like that before. Or since, really. Okay, yeah. but Brad Bird, beyond that? Beyond that, um, uh, that's, that's all I really... That's the first and main thing that comes up when i think of him let's have a look brad bird because i know the name and uh incredibles right incredibles 2 yep they're both the incredible films yep um yeah apart from that incredibles and uh mission possible ratatouille ratatouille i've seen once and i what yeah it's it's one of those ones i've not one of the greatest films of all time really yeah, I should go back to it. It's been a while, but it's a beautiful film about art and the creative passion. I watched it uh, on so DVD gorgeous. once. It must have been in high school, and I was like, I just watched it to fill the gaps of. Giacchino's jazzy score was wonderful. The sequence in which Remy gets his brother to eat cheese and grape together, and has like this jazzy reflex and visualizes what creating something and experiencing some you know, different experiences, feelings at the same time is just stunning. Oh, tomorrow. Ian Holmes is wild. Of course, Peter O'Toole is uh, so good as Antonio. Mm. Oh, yeah, um, we, we don't talk about that one you just said. Do you know why? Why? First sequence, the uh, kid playing uh, George, young George Clooney arrives at a uh, uh, park from a bus. Do you know what the park's called? No. I know I, this really stuck out me because I rewatched it last year on Disney Plus. He gets to Corona Park, so oh, really? uh, cancelled. <laughs> yep, cancelled. Oh goodness. Um, yeah, he's not had much of a directing career. No, because he's an animator. He was an animator. Yeah. Yeah, but it's hard on the Simpsons like for a, a while, and then uh, yeah. he got his chance with uh, the, the Iron Bible. Giant. Oh, the Iron Giant. That's and then the he got only into one. That's the only one of his films I've not seen. Right, well, I guess we'll have to watch it then. How yeah. do you feel about Jennifer Aniston's career? Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. Jennifer Aniston's in The Iron Giant. I did just finish... Um, Friends. Uh, yes. Bounty Hunter, We're the Millers. Did you know she did got you? off the plane? Um, uh, what, no, the Bounty just... Hunter? No, I've not yeah. seen The Bounty Hunter. For all my, uh... I finished season two of The Morning Show last week. That's quite fun. I was Are you that sad? Every week. Are you sad? Are you I'm in mourning now? Not, not sad. I mean, it was, it was a shame. Like, it, it's a very interesting show because it's, it's all about cancel culture and all that. And, but like, they're not vilifying. They didn't like completely vilify, um, old Michael Scott there, as they could have. You know, they, old they tried Michael to, Scott. Old Michael Scott. Old Michael Scott. How old would you say he is? Oof. 40? No, 50s. You think, he, you think he's in his 50s? 50s, surely. Uh, I was pretty sure he was under that. 
and he had never uh, integrated himself into sexual penetration. <laughs> but um, apparently not. Yeah. So uh, hey, fuck me, right? But don't. <laughs> Have you watched? You haven't watched any of the morning show? I watched five minutes. I didn't care. No, it's quite I, fun. Well, not fun, but like, life. yeah, I've got better things to do in my life. Like yeah. you know, um, watch this... all of. I don't know the Cowboy Bebop redo. <laughs> it's in um yeah this uh the iron giant is one that's been on my list for a long long time um we nearly got around to watching it in uh february was it yep february yep got so close we were recording and everything yep so um, if you listen to our episode on the producers yes yeah you'll hear the struggles of us having just recorded five minutes of me doing Vin Diesel impressions. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this is going to be worth the wait. Um, I was talking to my sister about it and she said I'm going to cry. Um, so I'm ready for that. Okay. Are you ready for that? Do you know what the Iron Giant's about? Not really. I, I feel like he dies. I'll give you a hint. End. I'll give you a hint. Go on. Is there is a large creation... <laughs> Yes. Made of an Is element kind of metal. metal. Oh. oh. <laughs> Check your periodics. <laughs> so it's a big banana man. Potassium. Is That's potassium what I think. metal? Oh, it's an elemental. Yeah, but I said elemental metal. It's um, it's a big banana man who is in a heavy metal band. There we go. I'm made of metal. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, potassium is like a this? silvery white metal I thought it was There we go, yeah. I wasn't too sure yeah, It's one of those ones was. that I'm never quite sure What some technically it's referred to as um, Yeah, do you think I'm going to like this? It's like the noble gases, you know hmm. I, like my, I like my gases ignoble, thank you very much <laughs> And by that I mean I like them noble but I want them on Instagram Ignoble <laughs> What are you asking me? Anything important? Um, do you think I'm do you think I'm gonna like this? Uh yeah, people love this film. Yeah? People people cite I, I it felt as emotional important. feel good. Sure. It's family features, films based on books, children and family films. What are we doing mm-hmm. here? We're just gonna recite everything that Netflix offers us more like this. <laughs> Science for Squarepads movie, Flushed Away, Dog Gone Trouble, Next Gen, Vivo, Stalks. I can tell you I like two of those films. Uh SpongeBob. Oh. And Flushed Away. Next gen? Nope. Storks? Yeah. You like Storks? I love Storks. Storks and the only other two are Vivo or Dog Gone Trouble. I yep. am going to guess Vivo is the other one you liked. Yeah, Vivo is so good. Vivo is so fun. The Dog music. Have you, have you actually seen Vivo yet? No. The songs are great. I've not seen Flushed Away. I've not seen Dog Gone Trouble. I've not seen Next Gen. I've not seen so, Dog so, so you rushed to see Tick, Tick, Boom, but Lennon and Lackmore's music for Vivo you just didn't care about you're like ah they've got a new musical out and I don't care <laughs> I didn't know that they'd done that you didn't no how come no one knows what Vivo is Lynn was tweeting about it for ages he, re- he broke down every song oh. he was pushing it for a while do people not notice animation it's so good it's so nice there's some great songs in that well I'll add it to my list here I'll click it now Where is it? I'm Vivo. a Jew. Probably asking, what's a kinkajou? Well, I think that you might find it. That's what he says. It's like the start. 
And Storks is good as well, do you see? Storks is very funny. Okay. Is very I've funny. had it both. I've had it both there. You should. You will enjoy that. It's like, yeah, Andy Sandberg is having a great time. Um, but yeah. But we're not uh, watching yeah, Storks, so we're not watching Vivo. Yeah, we're watching an animated film from 1999. From 1999, in a year when CG animation was taking over and people didn't want to watch hand-drawn animations anymore. Mm. Brad Bird was like, I want to make a hand-drawn animation and I want always make hand-drawn animation and then this flopped so that uh, he had to go into cg even though he always wants to just go back to hand-drawn because he prefers it well it's a shame because it, it flopped but it, i feel like it's uh it's beloved widely but regard, yeah widely it's regard. beloved but you know no one saw it on release and it lost money for warner brothers oh, that's a shame so it killed animation for a while until they came back with you know happy feet and won an oscar and then they tried to do happy feet two and uh, that failed but then they got the lego movie and then they try to do Lego Ninjago movie. And it's like, we stop, oh, yeah. Warner Brothers, you've got to, got to just pace things out. You can't do two Lego movies in a year. Batman um, Ninjago. <laughs> I remember the Iron Giant popping up in Ready Player One. That's all I've seen, the Iron Giant. <laughs> well, you know where else the uh, Iron Giant pops up in? Go on. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh, jeez. They yeah, do the same that. thing as Ready Player yeah. One with Space Jam, A New Legacy. Yeah. Because the Iron Giant is such a cultural phenomenon, even though it's a flop. Yeah. Isn't that weird and exciting? Yes. Are you excited to see what's important to him and why maybe Ready Player One misuses him entirely? I am. I was, yeah, because I remember uh, seeing, didn't he pop, he was in the trailer, right, for yeah. Ready Player One. And I thought to myself, maybe I should watch the Iron Giant in readiness. Um, readiness, play in us, one us. Yes. Um, but then it turned out I didn't really, you know. It's a sort of blink and you miss it kind of thing. Not really. It's not a blink and you miss it. It's right there on the screen. He runs right past. Yeah. Spielberg did the shot because he loves the uh, yeah. design. Okay, not blink. But then again, Spielberg like... also is happy to have Ansel Elgort as his lead in a upcoming musical still. So uh, maybe Spielberg's perspective is uh, not the great perspective. Maybe. That's my Peter O'Toole Anton Eager. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't important or anything. It didn't like you know yeah I no I, I think you could reference. say every scene of Ready Player One isn't important <laughs> well let's see if any scenes in the Iron Giant are important yes are you ready to hang out with Vin Diesel in his uh, greatest role yet oh oh well I am now ago, SATCOM radar detected an unidentified object entering Earth's atmosphere. Invaders from Mars. Some assumed it was a large meteor or a downed satellite. This is no meteor, gentlemen. <laughs> this is something much more dangerous. <laughs> I work for the government. Now, why would you tell your mom about a giant robot? Mom! Ah! A little privacy! 
Hey! Sorry. What are you talking about? Where's the giant? For some reason, the army is in our front yard, Mr. Mansley. Warner Brothers Family Entertainment presents... The story of a young boy... ...and a giant from another world... You can fly? ...who became a hero on this one. You can fly! The Iron Giant. Oh, it's not gone. James Gunn. <laughs> that was bloody devastating. Um, I thought it was going to have a much more down ending. Like, I, I didn't think it was, you know, I was watching it and I was thinking, surely they've got to have some sort of hope left. You know, it, the robots can survive. Some There is no such thing as hope. In some form. And it looked like it wasn't like you know it transitioned to the shot of the um the statue and I was like oh well this looks interesting and then it zoomed out and it's, oh it's a statue and it's you know, times moved on but they've not forgotten and I was like oh shit maybe maybe they're not going to do anything and and then he said oh I miss him and then it cut to a shot of the bedroom and you're scrolling down the wall of the bedroom but it was like a wallpaper and it looked like it could have been the background for credits to start scrolling and i was honestly awake expecting that i was like god what an ending this would be would be it'd be an interesting idea to end it like this but of course they did give us some closure not closure but like some like you know hope at the end which was nice um i didn't cry which is good well, but maybe I'm just too tired to cry at the moment. Um, oh, I love that film, Too Tired to Cry. <laughs> uh, tell me about the first time you saw The Iron Giant. Um, I was probably 18 or 19. It was on ITV1. Okay. I was late in my development when I saw it because when it came out, I just thought, this looks a bit too serious as a family film. I don't really want to go and see that one. I want to see something a bit lighter and funnier. Yeah. So it never really appealed to me, but everyone kept saying how great it was, so I had to go and see it eventually. Mm. And it was when it was on TV, I was like, well, that's a perfect time. And I liked it. I really liked it, but I didn't go back to it ever again since. So this is my second yeah. time. It's only my yeah. second time. It's very comfortable. I think I was just about kind of, oh, what would I be? Uh, about six. No, barely even six years 99. old. 99. Yeah, 93 I was born, so. All right, baby. Yeah. baby. Um, so I was five going on six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, five going on six. Um, so I think I was just too young for it. But um, growing up, I do remember seeing the image of the Iron Giant and seeing the DVD and, and you know the poster for it and the cover DVD and video cover or whatever for it and not being put off like you know it always looked interesting but i just i don't know why i never actually got around to seeing it until now um it's it's a shame it would have been nice one to have grown up with well now you can grow up again yeah because you're still kind of you know a child at heart (laughs) and in other places as well (laughs) um that's what i like most about you this was uh it was heartwarming and 
it flowed quickly. It, yeah, it's an hour and 19. I mean, it can't yeah. not flow quickly at that point. Well, right? there are some films that are that long that feel much longer. Oh, sure. I mean, mm. there are times when I watched Downhill, which I think is the same length of time, which just felt like it was as long as Force Majeure, which is two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but this one has comedy. Unlike yeah, Downhill, which is not funny. Um, and it has Vin Diesel. Do you like Vin Diesel in this role? Yeah. Is this the role he was born to play? Hey, has there ever been talk of a sequel? Because like, nope. it does leave it open for... Yeah, know, but uh, what, what doesn't leave it open is the box office receipts. But again, it's one of those films that's um, become a sort of cult hit. Yeah, HBO Max might do a streaming sequel now, but it'd be CGI oh, yeah. and it'd be, you know, quickly produced. And, you know, they'd have yeah. to make sure they have all your favourite characters in there. So, you know, Bugs Bunny and uh, <laughs> Arya Stark, and they'd be fighting each other or whatever's going to happen in that fucking game. What game? The game they're making, the HBO Warner Brothers fighting game. I did and not know they were doing They've that. announced that they're doing a Warner Brothers fighting game based on, you know, you can have, like, uh, your favourite characters from the Harry Potter franchise and Maisie's okay. signed up to do Arya Stark in it. So, oh, boy. oh boy and you know i'm sure larry david will pop up like pretty 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 toasty <laughs> and maybe your favorite um, character of succession <gasps> oh my god could you imagine out. could you imagine kendall versus roman how much of a fight that would be you haven't started <laughs> succession yet no nah. the last this last week in the end of the episodes uh before uh dexter starts Okay, like, this I last week's episode, which, uh, episode six of season three, All right. was uh, because they're a media company. Right. It's them at the, the Republican nomination thing, mm. a meet and greet, playing who should become the next president because they have all the power. Right. And they're discussing, you know, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Well, this guy doesn't like us. This guy, you know, he's got some stuff that we could probably utilize and blackmail him with. And it's the most terrifying and hilarious <laughs> sequence of events. It's an amazing mm. out of TV. Episode six of how many? Uh, ten. There's always ten. Okay. Right. Okay. Yes. And this is season three. This is I season could probably three. do it. It's a great show. Episodes. It's you. You will watch a couple episodes and you will get addicted to it as well. You just not stop. Well, I might. It's I might do that. Uh, you should do it. You should download them, watch them for your yeah. time away. But for now, we're talking about the Iron Giant, which yeah. is a nice um, film. Well, well animated, gorgeous looking. I'm on the uh, Wikipedia page. I've clicked on the release part of it. Uh, marketing. Yeah. The Iron Giant was a commercial failure during its theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Consensus among critics was that its failure was in part due to poor promotion from Warner Brothers. This was largely attributable, attributable to the um, reception of Quest for Camelot. Do you know about Quest for Camelot? No. Never that. Okay, well, I'll open a tab for that. Just yeah, let's uh, let's get a tab going. Um, a Quest for Camelot, 1998 American animated musical fantasy film produced by Warner Brothers, feature animation and directed by Frederick Du Chow, and very loosely based on 1976 novel The King's Dam Domusel by Vera Chapman. Uh, features yeah. the voices of Jessalyn Glissick and Carrie Alves. Yeah, uh, Carrie Alves is good. So, uh, largely attributable to the reception of Quest for Camelot after its release, Warner would not give Bird and his team a release date for their film until April 1999. After widely widely successful test screenings, the studio was shocked by the response. 
test scores were the highest for a film in 15 years, according to Bird. They neglected to prepare a successful marketing strategy for the film, such as cereal and fast food tie-ins. With little time left before its scheduled release, Bird remembers the studio produced only one teaser poster for the film, which became its eventual poster. Brad Ball, who had not been assigned to the role of marketing for the film, um, who had been assigned sorry, uh, to marketing for the role of marketing the film, um, was candid after its release, noting the studio did not commit to a planned Burger King toy plan. Oh. IGN okay. stated that in this mismarketing campaign of epic proportions at the hands of Warner Brothers, they simply didn't realise what they had on their hands. Studio needed an $8 million opening to ensure success. Unable to properly promote it preceding the release, they nearly delayed the film by several months to better prepare. They said we should delay it and properly lead up to its release. And I said, you guys have had two and a half years to get ready for this. We called Bird. Press outlets took note of its absence of marketing, with some reporting the studio had spent more money on marketing the intended summer blockbuster. Yeah. Any ideas? Was it 2001? No. No, 1999, sorry. I was thinking Swordfish for some reason. Uh, The Matrix. 2001 Space Odyssey. The Matrix? Um, Nope, Um, we've done an episode on it. Simone? Nope. <laughs> Come on now. You're going to have to give me one extra. Um, King Richard's in it. Wiggy Wah! Wiggy Wah! Wild Wild West. One of the greatest um, films of all time. Warner Brothers scheduled Sunday sneak preview screenings for the film prior to its release, as well as preview of the film on its online... <laughs> on the online platform webcast sneak. <laughs> Never even heard of that. After criticism that it mounted an ineffective marketing campaign for its theatrical release, Warner Brothers revamped its advertising strategy for the video release of the film, including yeah. tie-ins with Honey Nut Cheerios, AOL and General Motors, and skilled backing of three US congressmen. Um, aware, awareness of the film was increased by its February 20, 2000 release, as a pay-per-view title, which also increased traffic for the film's website. Released on November 23rd, 1999, with a laser disc following on December 6th, they spent $35 million to market the home video release. VHS came in three editions, um, Pan and Scan, Pan okay. and Scan with a, an affixed giant toy to the clamshell case, okay. and a widescreen version. That's the one you want to watch. All of the initial widescreen home releases were in 1851, the incorrect aspect ratio for the film. In 2000, television rights for the film were sold to Cartoon Network and TNT for $3 million. Cartoon Network showed the film continuously for 24 consecutive hours in the early 2000s for such holidays as the 4th of July and Thanksgiving. Blimey. That's That's a bold move from Cartoon Network. Yeah. Uh, special edition DVD released 2004. In 2014, Bird entered discussions with Warner Brothers regarding possibility of releasing the Iron Giant Blu-ray. On April 23rd, he wrote on Twitter that Warner Brothers and I have been talking, but they want a bare-boned disc. I want better. Encouraged fans to send tweets to home, Warner Home Video um, in favour of special edition Blu-ray of the film. Mm. The film was ultimately released, ultimately released on Blu-ray in September 2016. 
featured theatrical and 2015 signature edition cuts, as well as a documentary entitled The Giant's Dream that covered the making of the film. And it received a DVD release uh, months earlier on February 6th with the Giant's Dream documentary removed. Do you have that on Blu-ray? I don't. No, No? I don't have this. I feel like it should be something that you have as a Blu-ray connoisseur. I'm not blurry because so I like films. Yeah, fair enough. Right, so, um, um, I've got the uh, comparison between theatrical and director's cut up. Okay, go on. There's two additional scenes, one scene with an alternative material. It runs a minute and 53 seconds. Right. The uh, Hepcat Dean apologises to Annie for the chaos partly caused by him at the diner yesterday with the squirrel. She okay. assures him that it wasn't his fault and that Hogarth is quite lonely. He says that Hogarth is a wonderful boy. They both look at each other in a romantic way. Yeah. Harmony is abruptly interrupted when Earl asks Dean to come outside because he wants to show him something. That's 30 yeah. seconds. The theatrical version has a TV depicting uh, Mapo Serial, where the director's cut shows a TV for Disney's Tomorrowland attraction. Yeah. Okay, wonder how he got that. Yeah. Dean sleeps in front of the TV that shows a talk show. The picture gets distorted and we see the giant, how the giant sleeps outside. There's a nightmare from his past. It shows yeah. how he was part of a destructive robot army and some of the scenes that are broadcast to the TV when Dean wakes up and is shocked to see what's happening. Oh. The giant's nightmare ends when he continues to sleep normally while Dean's still staring at the screen. That's an interesting That's idea. That's an interesting take. Yeah. It seems to be uh, him thinking about the deer mm. and then the planet of giants. Yeah, mm. so that's that. Uh, the film has covered a cult following since its original release. When questioned over social media if there was a possibility of a sequel, yeah. Bird stated that because the film was considered a financial flop, a sequel was not likely to ever happen. But yep. stressed he considered the story to be completely self-contained in the film yep. and saw no need for extending the story. Yep, smart. Designers of uh, the 2015 video game Ori and the Blind Forest were guided by inspirations from the film and Disney's The Lion King. It appears in uh, Ready Player One. No. Uh, uh, Iron Giant appears in Space Jam, <laughs> New Legacy. What? He's uh, a new uh, piece of information so, we're getting. That's in the legacy part of the uh, Wikipedia the page. Does it talk about uh, his Vin Diesel's voice work off this as legacy? No. <laughs> I wouldn't have been Groot without the Iron Giant. Um, yeah, blimey. Uh, that was... Uh, I wouldn't have done the pacifier if it went for the Iron Giant. Yeah, I feel I like the pacifier. Bird... <laughs> I remember the pacifier. I suppose, oh, I guess Bad Bird probably doesn't own the rights to it or anything. But no, um, the Iron Giant? No, that'd be yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah. That's but, why um, they put it in Warner Brothers films all the time. Yeah. Because but it's I, an um, iconic image, despite the fact that it makes no money. Weird world we live in. I, I imagine if content they ever did do what you suggested, like a TV show or something, you know, to sequelize or 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 make money off of this. Maybe uh, Hogarth in his fifties at this point, he's kind of miserable. Yeah. He's suffering things. The Iron Giant comes back, and then turns him back into a kid, and they have to uh, have adventures. But then uh, he's got to go back to his daughter's dance recital, whilst also his new daughter is also an Iron Giant. I don't know what you... This is the premise of the Boss Baby 2 family business. What? 
because the boss baby ends with both characters growing up so boss baby 2 has to deal with the fact that actually the boss baby is technically set 20 or 30 years in the past oh jesus right so it's either that was the modern day and now in the future or that was the past and now in the present times and then they have to go back because uh he has because um toby Maguire now james marsden has a boss baby of his own and uh then alec baldwin boss baby now adult uncle discovers this and uh, they both have to be, go back into childhood to help the boss baby's family business still with the uh, chef goldblum as a bad guy <laughs> Fuck it oh yeah no it's uh two hours it's unwatchable <laughs> well, I um, like the first one the first one was decent had some good animation i but i think yeah if they if one of others ever did i mean it's it's already a bit of a slap in the face that they've featured this iron giant in Stuff like Ready Player One and Space Jam. But specifically Ready Player One where it's used as a weapon by a player. Yeah. Um, that thing is like, you know, it's, it's fucking Chucky. And then you see Iron Giant coming around to attack the guys as well. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, but like, I I can imagine uh, Brad Bird wouldn't be happy at all if they tried to monetize the thing that they fucked up the first time around. I think he'd be more unhappy if they then also called it an animated film and said the genre was animation he would then kill them <laughs> that's his thing um he, get, he gets triggered if you call animation a genre and he's right to it's a media yeah yeah because this one um, isn't an animation isn't an animation it's an animated drama coming of age movie yeah that's the genre uh, drama coming of age and it, it's not too heavy it's, you know. I mean, it's iron. Yeah. God FE, damn. baby. It's FE. God damn. Um, Fe-fo-fo-fum. It's, but, you know, it's not, it's not too heavy and it's, uh, oh, I don't know. It's, it's got the whole 50 setting and the, the nuke idea of, you know, the, the threat nostalgia, of nostalgia, this retro, yeah. but it's also inherent, uh, realisation of the darkness encroaching. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it doesn't. It doesn't lean so heavily on it. No, it's still. It like, I mean, you about... have the uh, the duck and cover animated sequence yeah. they watch. That's funny in a horrifying way. Yeah, but it it just it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel as heavy as they could have lent on it. No, they knew yeah. they were making something for families to watch together, yeah. and, and the it's... kids would need something joyful out of it, and that kids back kids also wouldn't be able to take in what was going on yeah. back then. So it's also it's... thematically appropriate for the characters. Yeah, it's quite um, not inspiring, but like when they, when they deal with impressive. death, it's the deer, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then in that conversation, I, I will die someday. I don't yeah. know if you'll die. You have a soul. Souls don't die. How beautiful is that? Put that in a kids' film and set it. Yeah, that's what I, Pixar have started to do. This was, yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. Johnny, are you mad yes. you watched the Iron Giant this morning? I am not mad at all. This is a uh, movie mad for the Iron Giant. Way. I am. I'm movie mad for the Iron Giant. This is a wonderful way to kick off my holiday. I've just started my one week holiday. Um, How long is I it going to be? Huh? How long is it going to be? Sorry. One one week. It'll be one week. <laughs> wow. Um, Had to ruin the good time. And I was I was watching this thinking, oh, that's a bit of a downer to start my holiday off, but it's it's. It's downbeat, but it's also uplifting and and wonderful. Uh, just yeah. 
it's that perfect balance. It's perfectly balanced, as all things yes. should be. Well, well. <laughs> what if Thanos had watched the Iron Giants, <laughs> and that was half Indeed. of uh, and no, and that was half of Infinity War. That's why it's two and a half hour film, because now <laughs> in twenty minutes it's him watching the Iron Giant, and then afterwards it's like an hour of a movie going like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Humanity is saved. I, I I won't destroy them. They made a nice film. Okay. The rest of the planets. <laughs> they didn't make the Iron Giant. No, they didn't. So uh, then he then we just watched the rest of the planets destroy, and then him just kind of writing a letterbox review for the Iron Giant, and that's then <laughs> ends. Thanos will return, and then you see what his next film is going to be. And it's like, oh, it's Lords of Arabia. That's cool, <laughs> but I don't think Endgame should be a five-hour film with one hour of wrap-up at the end because that's going to be quite tedious. When was the last time you watched this? The Iron Giant. Yeah. The first time I watched it was the last time I watched it. Really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Partly I was saving it to watch with you, and partly oh. it's been like, uh, it's not been available streaming. Yeah, for a long time, yeah, that's I don't true. Own it. And because there was no Blu-ray for a long time as well, it was just like a shitty DVD copy. Or something. There's no yeah. point. Would you buy the Blu-ray? Would you like the Blu-ray? We were talking uh, about Christmas presents for each other. Not particularly. Oh, okay, okay. I'll scratch uh, that off the list. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's not one I will need to go back to too often because I find it quite heavy. It, yeah, yeah, but it's it's wonderful, wonderfully heavy. Actually. Yes, but you know I don't want to go back to it because it just makes me sad about childhood and yeah feelings that I don't like to feel. But that design of the Iron Giant is gorgeous. oh, it's iconic. That's why it's Absolutely. used a lot. Yeah, just, the Iron Giant is a brilliantly created a mouth, two eyes, and you can create all the emotion you want. Yeah. It's amazing what animation can do as a medium to explore humanity, emotion, and connection. It really is. It's uh, why um, there was that uh, film about the uh, the autistic guy who lived his life with animated films because he could really express and understand oh, yeah. emotion much more than humanity. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. So, yeah, it does, because it's, it's exaggerated to the point where you can really understand it and get a grip of it easier. Oh, I've just looked at the uh, the page for Quest for Camelot proper. Okay, yeah. Um, because I I only read the like the preview bit. Yeah. Um. Uh, the the, the one of us animated directed by Frank uh, Frederick Duchow. Uh, very. Oh, Duchow. Yeah. <laughs> um, features the voices of Jessalyn Glissig, Kerry Elwes. Yeah. Um, and then the next names are much more interesting, because <laughs> it says uh. Gary Oldman, Eric Heidel, not Schooner, Don Rickles, dead, Jaleel White, is it nine? Um, he was uh, thingamajiggy. Urkel. Did I do that? Uh, no. Uh, Jane Seymour. Oh. Um, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Gabrielle Byrne. John Gilgood. Gabriel Byrne. Gilgood. Gabriel Gilgood. Jesus yep. Christ, Gilgood. Wow. Frank Frank Welker. Okay. And Sarah Rain. Wait, hold on a second. Is there an animal in this film? Is there an animal? Uh, yeah, like well, a dragon. Okay, that's probably Frank Wilker. Oh. <laughs> His thing um, is, he does all the animated voices for animals. Uh, the film uh, was announced to be uh, Warner Brothers feature animation's first project. Yep. With Bill Croyer as director. Went into production later that year in 1995, um, right. but was delayed. Animators out. were reassigned to help finish Space Jam, and it all comes full circle. Ish. 
It's our chance. Let's do our dance. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's um, the first week of uh, December done. We've that's only got three weeks to go. We've got three weeks. What, what, what a start to our Christmas treats. Yeah. How, do we, uh, um, how do we finish off our Christmas treats? How do oh, we I mean, Christmas? we've got so much more to go. We're not going to finish off our Christmas treats. I'm glad you enjoyed the Iron Giant. But what I'd like to okay. ask beyond yeah. Christmas treats is where can we treat you to social media and oh, yes. online interactions? Uh, you can treat me at uh, movie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. You have an OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> Because I it's only for you because you're the only fan. I I pay a premium, but uh, the content is worth it. Yes, um, long and hard <laughs> and to get uh, to it because it's a very specific URL. You can find me on Letterbox that movie mad. Uh, where can we find you? For you can find me at letterboxd.com uh, slash Ethan Runt, yep. where you can find, uh, I've been to Norway, so I've got some humorous uh, reviews from shit I saw in Norway when I mm-hmm. was uh, probably uh, kind of high when I wrote them as well, so I probably don't hold up, but I got takes on uh, Last Night Soho and Dear Evan Hansen, which I think I imagine you high. That'd be interesting. I've never it's, gotten high it's, myself. It's not. It's just mainly me kind of like either chuckling at Speed Race or going, oh, <laughs> to Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> So they're, they're, they're the two emotions, <laughs> Com- complacent or depressed. And you can yeah, also find that on your Twitter. Yep, yeah, you can find that on Twitter, at Ethan Runt. And I'm nowhere else, do not search for me. Except for that Scott Derrickson, where You're I'm promoting a film called The Black Phone, which I fate. It's a fake movie I've made up, and people are really on board with it. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, well, how do we continue? Are you? Moving? Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'm just very intrigued about next week's film. It's but. where you uh, you can email us and ask us about next week's film, which I would yep. say involves the uh, stuff of shocking disc jockeys. Okay, so the boat that rocked. It is the boat that rocked. We're going to cover, but we're going to watch Pirate Radio, the 95-minute American yes. cut-down version, Oof. which has more, which keeps all the Philip Seymour Hoffman stuff, but cuts out Chris O'Dowd because Chris O'Dowd isn't sellable in America. <laughs> Tell that to him being part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Philip Seymour Hoffman wasn't part of that, was he? He was in the Hunger Games. Who was he in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? He goes on a date with Jane in Thor of the Dark World. Jesus Christ, how do you remember Thor the Dark World? Oh my God. Because it's a five minute scene in which he gets to hang out with Uh, Anthony Portman. It's like, it's Chris O'Dowd. I love Chris O'Dowd. I'll watch this. It's perfectly fine for you to remember that. But if I remember uh, the the intricate details of Stormbreaker or um, Alex Ryder Operation Stormbreaker. Specifically because you... We, during the film, you brought it up, expecting me, who had watched it, but told you it didn't bring <laughs> anything in there. watched it this year to... as well. Yeah, it's boring. It's impossible. It is It is light, lighter than air. It disappears. <laughs> it floats away. I you thought don't you'd watched anything. it fairly recently, so I could bring it up. Uh, you know, if, if, I, if you hadn't watched it this year, I wouldn't have done it. But I, I, figured, you, <laughs> I figured you watched it recently this year, and... I haven't watched I it could, recently. I could mention it. Um, I could mention it, and you'd you'd understand my reference. And and then and, yet, and then I went through the whole thing, are. asking you this bit and that bit and the other bit. And do you remember anything? And you, you remember nothing. You didn't even remember that Stephen Fry, who plays Smithers, the gadget man, was in Hamleys. That's where his uh, his base of operations. I said Harrods, they're the same thing Harrods, Hamleys Hamleys is down Regent, Harrods is by Marble Arch But you didn't even know that I I knew, I I did know that I knew it was by Marble Arch You didn't know that Smithers, the gadget man Is in Hamleys 
I didn't know where Elizabeth was in Hamleys, but I assume that's because he was buying a Malibu Stacey doll specifically based on a uh, royal partner. But that's my bug to bear. It's got a new hat. I know Simpsons references. I can beat you. I can beat you off. Next week, shocking disc jockeys, comedy, fun times. It's Christmas time. It's holiday time. It's Hanukkah time. It's time for Kwanzaa. It's time for everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Maybe. We passed a while. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember all the holidays near the end of the year. We've got a while until Chinese New Year. But it's all coming. It's all coming. Like me, it's all coming. Just, and you can find out more on my own fans. I can, you can't, no one else can. Yeah. Anyway, next week. Next week. We're getting private. Oh. Fully or partly? I am a girl. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.